Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hello, 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 hello. Happy Friday, you guys. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time on this Friday with me. I really appreciate it. I'm also really excited about our topic today. Birth trauma is not normal. I know that this is going to be a sticky topic for some people. So if at any moment you feel like this is too much and you want to pause this episode, please do that. I will not take offense at all. You need to be able to listen to this whenever you are ready to receive it. I want this to be a healing episode. I want this to share a new perspective. I want this to shine light on birth trauma and how women and birthing people can actually use birth trauma to better birth in the future. So please know, take the space that you need, listen to this on your own schedule. There are no rules of being right or wrong. This is truly, truly about you at your own pace. So welcome to another episode of the Birth Lounge Podcast. As you probably gathered, today's topic is birth trauma. Here is the thing, when I hear or see someone say, especially, oh my goodness, especially if this person has a large influence and they say birth trauma is normal, like birth trauma is totally normal after a natural event like that, no, no, it's really not. It's not, and actually it's quite dangerous to perpetuate this idea. It it actually normalizes something that is dangerous and it disregards mental health completely. Birth trauma is not normal. If we think way, way, way back, like way back before OBs were even a thing and it was, births were still attended by what were called black granny midwives. Birth trauma really didn't happen People didn't walk or walk away feeling, gosh, super defeated. And another thing that definitely wasn't around were the demands of 2020. There was no social media. There were no cars even. 
There was definitely no cell phones, no modern medicine. Birth was just this truly natural thing. Now, of course, there were deaths, and there were infant deaths as well, but that's nature. When we look at animals, they will follow the same pattern. Eventually, humans were going to get smart enough to understand that we could control some of that and create better outcomes. But where we ran wrong was we allowed our perception of our own intelligence to override nature. Meaning that we as humans, we're not able to decipher the point where it's better for us to sit on our hands and trust nature or if it's better for us to intervene. Some of us are better than others. Some providers in birth support are going to rely heavily on evidence and research and some are going to rely heavily on experience and then some are going to carry legitimate fears into birth of past experiences and then you're going to have providers that have a combination of all of these and this is something you as a consumer have to consider when you're choosing your provider and the place you are choosing to have your baby when you have your baby i wanted to break down the reason that normalizing something as dangerous as birth trauma can perpetuate such bad mental health. And the reason is once one person normalizes it, it is going to spread much like a, a virus. We can see the same effects from coronavirus. One person does this and then they tell three different people and those three people tell three different people and those three people tell three different people. And then all of a sudden we've got all of these women who have experienced really terrible care, whether it be you were manipulated or not listened to or um, you know, you were forced into unnecessary procedures or you found out later that those weren't your only options and things were withheld from you or you find something in your record that totally did not match at all what your provider said. All of these are reasons that birth trauma happened. These are all things that will last with you from your birth story. That's going to play into your postpartum role and we want to stop that right there. Ideally, we'd like to stop it in the birth room and, and prevent all birth trauma. But if that's not going to happen, or at least if that's not our first step, let's start with stopping it in postpartum and stopping normalizing this. We need to get these parents support to help them cope with what happened to them during their birth because it wasn't normal. And it was probably avoidable. And how do you live with that? Someone you trusted to keep you safe in turn did harm to you during one of the most vulnerable places in your life. That guilt is so heavy. And if you're listening right now with tears streaming down your face, I hear you. I really do. I'm so sorry that happened to you. 
know that if there's anything in, in, in your future with having children, it doesn't have to be like that. There, there is totally, absolutely, 1,000% a different way. Things do not have to go down like that again, not at all. We support people all over the nation and outside of the U.S. in changing the way that they get care the second time around after they have birth trauma. I have a whole group of, of women and mothers I've supported in what I call the Trauma Mama Club. And they're women who are processing and walking through the journey of navigating being at peace with the birth trauma that they experienced, but also not letting that defeat them. Instead, how do you change that and use it into power? And it looks different for everybody. So what is it for you? And that's what this, that's what this group helps people do. You don't deserve birth trauma. You didn't deserve birth trauma. No one deserves birth trauma. And it is complete bullshit that we are trying to normalize it. No, 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 no way. It is not normal. It's not normal at all. And to normalize it is totally disregarding the mental health of every single birthing person out there. No way. Mm -mm. That's not how this goes down. So let's break down birth trauma. I feel like, I, I believe very strongly that birth trauma actually is, it falls into two different categories. It falls into an avoidable category or it falls into a something went wrong category. And the difference in those two is control. So we have to have a healthy respect that birth is natural. So nature is going to take a large role in this, okay? And this is, I say this until my eyes pop out of my head. You do not have total control over birth, but the pieces that you do have control over, you have 100% control over. That is why my signature method is called control and I break it down to everything that you have control over. It's the control method. I teach you how to be in control. Okay, so avoidable means you have control over those. Something went wrong meant that's probably nature. Okay, here are some things you can consider. Avoidable. So you felt manipulated or not listened to or unsupported or ignored or forced into unnecessary procedures or lied to or any sort of deception or any sort of bullying, any sort of fear-based care, any of that, anything that was avoidable, there we go. That is avoidable birth trauma. So you can't tell me that is normal. If we can avoid it, that means there's a different way of doing it. You can 1,000% avoid avoidable birth trauma. I know that sounds weird, but think about it. Okay, here's the thing with, oops, something went wrong. So nature plays a big part in this, but you have to play a part in deciphering the why okay let's break down a couple so 
The first thing that comes to my mind is fetal heart tone. So this is a large reason for people either having to stay in bed in one position, um, sometimes, you know, deemed a C-section, actually a lot of times deemed a C-section. Heart tones can get funky. You got to know the science behind them. That is not what I'm going into because I teach, I teach all about that in the birth launch. But what I'm telling you is we have to ask things like, is there anything we've done to cause this, this funky heart tone, right? Can we change your position? Was that the position that we put you in? Or was it the position that we put you in that caused the heart tone to drop funky or, or spike in a funky way? Have we introduced any sort of intervention? So any sort of medical, like medicine intervention, there's always, always, always a risk of fetal heart tones being funky, okay? That is avoidable. Both of those are avoidable. Right? Is it that you're dehydrated? Avoidable. Right? Is it that your mind is spiraling and you are spiraling down a, a like a an emotional, a mental, like I'm I'm losing it type thing? Avoidable. Let's reel you back in, dr- ground you, get you something to drink. Right? Fetal heart tones. Well, we have to know too what's not normal in babies because if it spike into a place or drop into a place that's not normal, then that very well could just be, oops, something went wrong and that's nature because babies, you have to think about it, they're meant to survive these uterine contractions. So if we've not done anything and we've tried changing your position and you are well hydrated and you're in a good mindset and you feel supported and you feel safe and it truly is something that's not normal, it very well could be that this is nature. This is nature taking its course. But you're the only person that can really decide that you were there, it's your story, it was your body, you know what happened. And the way that you perceive your birth is really the only thing that matters and I say that all the time in the birth lounge it really is the only thing that matters let's take another one so postpartum hemorrhaging that's another one that I see okay sometimes it happens by nature absolutely and that is an oops something went wrong we can question like what went wrong and this is how we're gonna decide the why right if it was literally we did everything right we did everything by the book we don't know We don't know. Something went wrong. That's nature. Your provider might want to run lab work or some tests to see if there's anything going on with um, maybe your blood. Maybe you have extra thin blood, right? Maybe there was something pre-birth that we didn't know that was just highlighted during birth. That's, oops, something went wrong. That's nature. That's, we could not have really predicted that or avoided it. However, postpartum hemorrhaging that is caused by a provider that gets antsy and tugs on the umbilical cord to perform traction on the placenta is totally avoidable. And if you're like, what the heck did that just mean? I teach an entire lesson on this in the birth lounge. You need to know what traction is. Do your research. This is one of the leading causes that I personally see. I'm not talking about me sitting at a computer telling you this is what other people have seen. I'm telling you when I see traction performed by ANSI providers, more times than not, it leads to postpartum hemorrhaging. 
you need to do your own research and you need to ask around and you need to dive into the hard numbers and you need to see how you feel about traction and how long you're comfortable with waiting on your placenta and have these discussions with your doctor. But I'm telling you, there's a difference between postpartum hemorrhaging that is, oops, something went wrong, this is part of having nature involved, and oops, we performed unnecessary interventions such as traction and we caused you to postpartum hemorrhage. Shoulder dystocia is another one. So I've recently, I recently read the book um, Birth, The Surprising History, How We Are Born. And she talks about how, how as humans kind of evolved to walk up right, our pelvises had to adjust and accommodate, obviously, to not only walk up right, but to also be able to get babies out. And our baby's head definitely didn't shrink. Um, and so there is less, there's less wiggle room. There's less room for error, if you will, that babies pretty much have to be in the ideal position. And I'm I laugh because if you are, if you've been around here for literally more than two minutes, you know that I talk about the best way to prepare for birth is to get your baby in the ideal position. It is the key to getting labor started. It is the key to a less painful birth. It is the key to a shorter labor. It is a key to, it is literally the key to everything. I teach you exactly how to get your baby in the right position in the birth lounge and I step you through everything you need to do actually starting at around 30 to 34 weeks. And then every time, every week after that, you've got windows that you're trying to um, kind of meet so that your baby can be in the right position. It's everything in labor. These are things that modern day childbirth ed classes don't teach you and, and things that your, your OBs and your midwives and your providers, they don't have time to teach you. So where are women learning this? And when I looked into it, I found nowhere, nada. I found like it was not being taught Yet, I was seeing it play out every birth, after birth, after birth, after birth, after birth. And I thought, what the heck? So that's why the birth lounge is so important. Okay, so let's take shoulder dystocia. With shoulder dystocia. Oh, I know where I was going. Sorry, guys. I got so distracted. The uh, birth, the surprising history, how we were born. She explains how the babies don't have that much room for error. So here is the thing. Sometimes babies miss that little, that room for error and, and they, it's too much, right? We know there's not much room for error. If your baby can figure it out in that, if we've done a good job of getting them in the idle position before labor, then we're all set. Baby's gonna come out no problem. The position that you push into matters. I would venture to say that since we don't see this very often in animals, that hands and knees or squatted is probably much more conducive to getting your baby out if they are in the right position. Okay, you have to think that with animals, we don't really see these complications because they don't have the things that we have that encourage babies to get in the wrong position, like lounging and really rigorous exercise and, um, anything that causes babies to get in the wrong position mindset like animals just go with nature they don't really see these problems so if we can look at what happens in nature and try and mimic that obviously as civilized as possible as humans would do 
I think we, I think we're onto something. Okay. So with your baby not having that much room for error, when they come out, some of that's going to be nature and some of that is just going to be that is, oops, something went wrong, right? Your baby got stuck. But then there are cases of shoulder dystocia where shoulder dystocia is actually, in my opinion, might be caused and or your body could have may, might, might have been able to figure it out if we did not have such a hands-on birth. So I would say when you're thinking about your birth, think about how hands-on do you want your provider to be when your baby actually exits your body because this matters. If it's too hands-on, it doesn't allow your baby to do what's restitution, what's called restitution. I also teach about this in the birth lounge. Restitution is super important. You need to know how to respect restitution and how to advocate for a hands-off birth just to make sure that your body has a space to do restitution on its own. And if it can't, then your provider can intervene. Having a healthy respect for how long is enough and how long is too long with restitution and allowing your body to do it itself, I think is key here. And then on top of that, really being in a position where you are physically in control and your provider's not going to intervene until you you nod or until you say, okay, I'm ready, or until you say, you know, do you think you, you need to help me or whatever you say, whatever you've discussed with them. These are important conversations, but I hope that you can see the difference between avoidable and nature, like, oops, something went wrong in a natural sort of way. All right. Then the third thing I have to say about birth trauma, remembering that it's not normal. So don't avoid it. You don't, you do not deserve to live in this space. It feels really shitty. It's heavy. You're asking yourself like why you and why did this happen to you and what could you have done to, to do things better? Stop. Stop. You did not deserve this at all. Nobody does. You worked really hard during your birth. There's no excuse and you trusted someone to keep you safe. And they didn't do that. And that's not your fault. But what you can do is to shift your perspective. You can work through it and you can work really hard. And you can learn about where things went wrong in your last birth. And you can prepare for your next birth. So that you can have the birth of your dreams because, and you know, there are other podcast episodes about this. I interview Rachel Cunningham, who's had multiple births, and she talks about, it's actually called up-leveling your birth. And she talks about how every single subsequent birth she had, she up-leveled it. And you can do the same thing. And that's what, it's really what the birth lounge teaches is that, you know, that was my, my niche when I, when I first started here in Boston was women and birthing people who had had previous trauma and wanted to have the birth of their dreams. And then I realized that it could reach so many more people and that it worked for first-time moms too and it didn't require that trauma. But if you had had the trauma, it worked because that's how it originated. You can work through this and you can learn and you can prepare and then listen to me. When you have the birth of your dreams, you have to share it. You have to share it because people deserve to know 
that good birth stories exist. They deserve to hear good birth stories. They deserve to have your birth story to look up to. You have to share it. And please, for the love of everything, stop saying birth trauma is normal. It's not. And you don't deserve birth trauma. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And no, today's episode was super heavy, but I feel very passionately about this. You were meant to birth. You were meant to have an empowered birth. And I'm sorry that somebody robbed you of that last time. If you are sitting here thinking, wow, this is me. I hear you and I see you does not have to be the same. It doesn't have to go down the same way next time. If you are a first-time mom or you're listening and you're not even pregnant and you're thinking, wow, how do I avoid that? My answer is the birth lounge. It really is. These are the things that you need to know in order to have total control. And I break down preparing for your labor And I share over 170 choices that you might encounter during labor and delivery with my signature method called the control method. And I break it down into choices, options, navigating birth, team, research, opinions, and location. You have 100% control over those things. The rest is left up to nature. And you know what? That's life. The weather is nature. Natural disasters is nature. Pieces of our, of other pieces of our health, like heart attacks, cancer. Those are left up to nature as well. There's all sorts of things that we leave up to nature. There's no reason to not trust it now. Nature is very smart. Your baby is very smart. Your body can do this. If you are interested in joining the Birth Lounge, just visit thebirthlounge.com or you can hop over to Instagram at tranquilitybyhehe. Send me a DM. I hang out in there all the time. I want to tell you all about the Birth Lounge. It is literally my own baby. I could talk about it all day long. It is changing lives. Also on my Instagram and the highlights are stories and testimonies and screenshots of all the really wonderful positive birth stories that have happened because of the birth lounge. The birth lounge does not do the work for you. This is for you to do. I just give you all the research and the evidence to enable you to make the choices that feel most aligned to you, but you're in control here. I'm not teaching you how to have one birth over the other. I am teaching you how to have your dream birth, and that's it. I hope to see you in the birth lounge. Otherwise, thanks for hanging out with me for another Friday free talk, and I will see you on Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community, and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. 
I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident. Hey there, just a friendly reminder that nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast. Side effects may include educated adults, informed decision-making skills, and consensual care. Tranquility by Hehe and the Birth Lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast. The birth parent deserves all the credit.